0: The sunshine Patriot in a crisis, shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with
1: it.
0: No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on
2: your path.
3: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Winter's Call. I'm Odin. And this is Tier, and today we are joined once again by our good friend Marcus, and we're going to talk about the world is trash and everything within it is garbage. Before we get into that, I'd like to
0: officially uh, recognize that Marcus has now been on our show more times than anyone else.
1: I, like I said, I have no life, and I appreciate you guys giving me something to do in that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> All right, so I say we start with the stupid the the stupid story that doesn't really matter. I just find it funny that they're reaching. Dude, they did a reach the so bad, even. No, never mind. I was going to say even Hunter Biden's going,
0: hold on a minute. What am I smoking here?
3: All right, hold on. Let me get there. <laughs> <sighs> took a line and
0: realized it was fucking baking soda. There's something right here. He's definitely putting mm. drywall on this pipe. No, I shit you not. During uh during college I took uh basil and oregano and I ground it I dried it and I ground it all up and started charging to freshmen for it. Nice. It was great.
3: <laughs> oh god. D- Am I reading that right? Yes. Dog abandoned for being gay is adopted by same sex couple. The North Carolina couple adopted a five year old Fesco after his previous owners dumped him in an animal shelter for humping another male dog. He was showing dominance. What the fuck? Uh, I was in shock. Nicholas said, "He's one of the 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 gay couple." He went back, reread the story, watched the video coverage, then approached uh, his partner with an idea. We've been together for thirty three years, and in thirty three years, we faced the same ignorance and bigotry. But we talked about it, and we thought this is time we're going to do something about it. They called the TV station. The reporter who covered the story helped put him in touch with the shelter. The couple signed adoption papers for Fesco. Less than 48 hours later, it, was, it wasn't long before Nichols' noticed pump needed medical attention. Spent an hour with him in the car, and it was obvious to me, by being with him, that he was in really bad health. Following his adoption, Fesco was admitted to Presley Animal Hospital in Matthews, North Carolina, where he was treated for heartworms, neutered, and given a health check. So, now that he is a she... Uh, so as for humping another male dog, all dogs do it. it has nothing to do with the dog's sexuality. It's a dominance thing and a play thing. We're pretty certain he's not gay because he hates having his picture taken. What gay person doesn't want their picture taken? Fesco <laughs> Ever was renamed by his new parents after a gay icon. We named him after Oscar Wilde, who is one of the most notoriously gay people in history. We like to give our pets animal human names we don't like to call them fluffy and sparky or any of that. The couple has another dog, a small rescue named Harry, when they adopted about 10 years ago. Harry was a groomsman at the couple's wedding. Aww. I don't know the original story, uh, uh, but they said humped another male dog. I don't think it necessarily they called it gay. They probably had a, a an older dog or a more sensitive dog, but it doesn't matter really
1: up next. They're going to start teaching CRT and puppy daycare.
3: <laughs> oh, don't laugh.
1: <laughs> no, I know. This is fucking, <laughs> this is ridiculous. And this made, what was it
3: uh, nightly news NBC? Yes. That was NBC's nightly news story. Yes. So we are, Fantastic. we are going
0: so we, we, we have lost the thread, lost the plot so bad. We're talking about gay couple, uh, Adopting a supposedly alpha gay dog that doesn't like his picture taken, and this is news.
3: Yeah, so I had uh,
0: shit that weighed two pounds. Nobody's writing about it.
3: That's impressive. It. It's, it's not quite record breaking, it. but it's impressive. I thought my investigative <laughs>
1: journalism instincts are kicking in. I just want to know how you knew it was two pounds. Did you weigh yourself before? And then no, after, because I ate, I ate you a you six pound shit? fucking because <laughs> I ate a six
0: pound fucking burrito, and I'm pretty for sure half of it came out of my ass. <laughs> that's more newsworthy than a gay fucking dog. And the dog's not even gay.
3: Um, That's my brain. Ready for the next one? Okay. (laughs) That was the nice one. So from here on out, you've been warned. Um, All right. So a Chesapeake or Chinese container ship was trapped in the Chesapeake Bay. Sounds normal to me, right? Uh, How? Do you remember the container ship missile system that I was talking about oh two weeks God. ago?
0: <laughs> you in that goddamn book.
3: So the container ship fiasco never really went away. It just quit being mentioned in the news cycle. But perhaps here's one container ship you weren't even aware of. A container ship that was stuck in the Chesapeake Bay for the past two weeks, and it's flying the Hong Kong flag. Why is that suspicious? Hong Kong is part of China now. It was returned in 1997. It shouldn't be flying a Hong Kong flag. For what it's worth, they've tagged a highly entertaining and completely unrelated video. I don't know if the volume will play here. Can you hear it? Yeah. All right. So it's a container ship, and it opens up to fire missiles. Completely unrelated video, by the way. It's just part of the ad system. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. Showing you all the different platforms it could be possible on. it's launching missiles from inside of a container ship on a container ship and it's showing you the range and capabilities of the missile system and what it's truly capable of.
0: Did they just want to curve that fucking missile? (laughs)
3: What it's showing you, though, is that it is capable of tearing and going around objects. It's guiding.
0: And then it hits Mach Jesus. Okay.
3: It's got to be hypersonic to attack an aircraft carrier. But what's more important, there's a backstory. In March 13th of this year, a container ship carrying general cargo and owned by Evergreen Marine. If you recognize that name, they also got one stuck in the Suez Canal almost mm-hmm. exactly a year ago. <coughs> right. The ship left Baltimore's Seagirt Terminal on the night of March 13th and was stated the intention of traveling to Norfolk, Virginia. But then the Ever Forward traveled outside of the Craig Hill Channel, the shipping lane that tra- ships travel, traveling through the area utilize. Whereas the Craig Hill Channel is 50 feet deep, the Ever Forward ended up going to a location where the water depth is only 25 feet and there end up being grounded. The Coast Guard is saying it's a perfect location for the accident. The location where the Everford ended up grounding itself poses no obstruction to other cargo ships in the area and happened in such a way as there was no damage to the ship. No injuries recorded and no pollution took place. In short, it's being grounded really creates no sense of urgency. The Coast Guard has stated they're not sure why the Ever Forward ran aground. Surely the Coast Guard isn't insinuating they don't know the big ships can't travel in shallow waters. Though Evergreen Marine is based out of Taiwan, the Ever Forward flies the Hong Kong flag. If you're looking for a connection between the Chinese company Evergrande and Evergreen, so far given a cursory glance to the respective company's board of directors, we can't find one. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. <laughs> According to the nuke map, an atomic bomb the size of the one we dropped in Nagasaki if air burst over D.C. wouldn't cause any radioactive fallout to reach the Chesapeake Bay where the ship resides. That would be a rather large nuke for one of those missiles, but this is what I mean. To the best of my knowledge, none of the missiles referenced within the above video are nuclear-capable. They were all cruise missiles chiefly designed for ships. By the way, cruise missiles can be nuclear. Just say. That's not to say that they're they're the type of missiles that would be used in the in an attack of this type, or that there aren't EMP weapons that couldn't be attached to the warheads of one of these missiles. Yeah. Um. Again, dripping with sarcasm. Hmm.
1: And so then, so the, it, huh? So pretty much,
3: it went it went to ground in a, the perfect spot. To... Right, and there's no, there's a. Uh, there's no urgency to move it. It's not causing anything. They, they sit here and... Uh, they're, they're not worried about moving it. You know, the, the Chinese container ship position to get American politicians to play ball, maybe. Perhaps to get Americans to sit down and shut up when China takes over Taiwan. Or to quit looking for Chinese spies on American soil. Or stuck there for reasons that the U.S. Coast Guard can't figure out in the Chesapeake Bay, thirty-seven miles from D.C. and only a few miles from Baltimore, for two weeks—entirely coincidence.
0: <laughs> just, just mm. a coincidence. Not suspicious.
3: That's weird. That's Are suspicious.
1: Boarded, the Coast Guard hasn't boarded yet. Hasn't nope. been inspected.
3: Nope. You know, like. Well, it it, it, it left. It left Baltimore. And then yeah. got stuck.
0: Yeah, how the fuck you get stuck in a Chesapeake Bay?
3: It went outside of the shipping channel in exactly the right spot. Mm. I think I think there was some
1: statistic that less than ten percent of all cargo shipping ships containers, are inspe- yeah. shipping containers, are able. We have the capacity to to inspect less than ten percent of everything that's coming in. And for how many months now have we had these shipping containers stranded off our coast? Because
3: if you think involved. that's accidental, yeah. <laughs> I've got some riverfront property in uh, Arizona for you.
0: Pardon, me. Yeah. I pulled the over there for a second. My bad.
3: <laughs> but you know, we had talked about this what three weeks ago? Now, two weeks ago. Something like that, uh, about how I was talking about the missile systems off the coast of California and New York and all of the yeah. Well, proof of concept right here.
0: You in that
1: goddamn book? You, you're like seriously like uh, Nostradamus on steroids. Everything you say a week later, there's like an article about it.
0: Hey, can you say that I'm going to be a millionaire next week?
3: I would, but that would mean that inflation would suck so bad that your your million dollar bill would be the equivalent of ten bucks. You'd, you'd, you'd win a million
1: dollars in a lottery and end up owing
0: money. <laughs> yeah.
3: You didn't realize that my book never says anything good, right? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. Can I
0: borrow the power of the book? I have a few things that I'd like to write in it. <laughs>
3: So I'm going to convert it to a fiction series so that I don't have to worry about. Uh... So if we're sitting there reading a book one day and be like, wait a minute,
0: this sounds awful fucking familiar. <laughs> I'm
3: going to write it under a pseudonym so nobody knows it's me.
0: No, right. not? just write it with your name. No one's going to remember it.
3: Fair. No, I need a famous name so people will remember it. My gray man ability is great most times, but... Who's the author? Opera Bear. (laughs) All right. So, since we're talking about nuclear war, let's talk about shortages and what's causing it. (laughs) I can tell you what's causing
0: a good chunk of it. What? Why don't fucking government shut shit down that didn't need to be shut down?
3: Well, let's add to it, shall we? Oh, no. We're going to show you or we're going to tell you why it's getting worse. Here's our first story. I have a whole list of them. Oh, but of course you here's the first one. <laughs> I didn't share any of these into the chat because I was saving them. For the podcast, (laughs) instead, (laughs) instead, I sent you all the creepy monster videos. Although that mirror one is pretty creepy.
1: That mirror one is pretty creepy, but I love
3: (laughs) you. Save you didn't send it all day long
1: because you're like, oh, Chum, you had a really bad day at work. Oh, it's it's been a tough day. Let me just ruin it.
3: (laughs) Finish. (laughs) Let me just put the nail in the coffin of this day for you. All right, here we go. So U.S. death toll rises to 14.6 million as a new bird flu plague spreads like wildfire all over the globe. That U.S. death toll, 14.6 million turkeys and chickens have died as a result of an absolutely horrifying new bird flu plague. Considering the fact that global food supplies have become extremely tight and even Joe Biden is admitting that food shortages are looming, this is something that we don't need right now. The first confirmed case of highly pathogenic avian uh, influenza, HPAI, in a commercial flock in the United States was confirmed on February 8th. Anybody hear about it? Nope. And in less than two months, it has spread to facilities all over the nation. Sadly, we've just learned this now reached the top turkey producing state in the entire country. Anybody want to know what it is? Wisconsin. Or Minnesota, my bad. For the first time, highlyopathic uh, was confirmed in Minnesota. Some 14.6 million birds in domestic flocks have died or in have been culled because of the infected herds. That death toll is extremely alarming. In less than two months. Almost 15 million chickens and turkeys have already been wiped out. If things were bad already, what will it look like in six months? Uh, One expert that was interviewed by NBC News says that he's anticipating an explosion of new cases in the weeks ahead. Listen to me and listen closely. If you own chickens, isolate them from wild birds now. At least for a couple of months. Till this gets through. It is already widespread. In other regions around the world. Such as Europe and Canada. It's a national. It has the potential to be a national catastrophe. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency. Says bird flu has been found. at poultry in southern Ontario. So it's already spread to other countries. The agency says Hmm. the farm is under strict quarantine. Europe and Asia are being hit hard. It started in. Do you remember when I brought it up the the bird flu uh, mm-hmm. that was in Israel,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I said that it was something that would the migratory bird flu that was happening in Israel in May of last year, uh-huh. and I said it's going to spread and it's going to cause a massive die off. Here we are.
0: I don't like you anymore. No, but if, I mean, if this was
1: honestly reported. Uh... You know, people could have separated there. You
3: know, well, chicken wings uh, have already gained a dollar thirty per pound. Right? Uh, they eat large amounts of chicken. It's a stable, enormous amounts of chickens. Although gas prices are or gas prices are going to cause everything to go up. Chicken and turkey may be considered luxury meats instead of staples now. Right? Prepare now. Prepare now, people. I need to build a chicken coop. Well, let's put it this way, and they've already said on the inflate uh, in the food inflation that the average American will need to set aside six thousand dollars of extra income. The average family just to deal with inflation prices. These aren't the prices that will jack get jacked up when fuel is accounted or the fucking bird flu pandemic that's destroying plagues you know or destroying crop uh, flocks all over the country right oh yeah and there're 700 human infections why you could have
0: left that part out we would have been blissfully ignorant but i mean think about this though it's it's not the first time an avian flu has come through correct
3: it's... Usually, it's because we kill off and cull whatever uh, we, you know, we cull everything really quick, which is fine when the economy is roaring down the line, right? Chickens and turkeys are only one part of the piece of a puzzle in a food crisis, but it is literally the perfect storm. Do you remember when Carl Schwab said, or Bloomberg said, eat lentils? Mm-hmm. When they said that you'll be eating bugs, that was the World Economic Forum. And yeah. if you don't eat bugs, that you're experiencing supremacy uh, and racism and whatever ism they want to add to it at the time. Right. Once one bird is infected, they have to kill every bird on the facility.
0: That's got to be devastating to a business owner.
3: Well, look at this one in Bulgaria that they were talking about. There was one in Bulgaria. He had 177,000 chickens and one case and they had to cull the entire herd, which is fine when the economy is booming, right? But when when it's in the middle of shitty, we're already in a
0: floundering economy as it is, Due to multiple facets, but, you know, when you start eradicating things like that, chicken, you know, chicken's the, the cheap staple of
3: everybody's diet. Right. Wait, hold on. There's more to this story. Luckily, science is here to be our hero.
0: Do you remember... You said that last time when we were talking about modular humans... Do you
3: remember when we talked about that they were spraying chemicals into the New York subway yeah. that had the ability to hold DNA? Yeah. So let me show you a story that it could be used to sit here and spread a vaccine.
0: Yeah, we were even talking about how you could do it with the air fresheners that
3: nobody ever pays any attention to, just periodically. Tsh. They found a more stable way to do it. Allow me to introduce you to contagious vaccines. Spreading the cure. Wait, wait, wait. If it
0: spreads and it causes side effects like the ones we've seen, that's not a vaccine.
3: That's a fucking plague. So thanks to heightened sense of urgency, scientists around the world are now working towards reaching the next step in vaccine development, the creation of contagious vaccines. It's the whole idea is an effort to develop a new vaccine type that once administered to one patient or subject, it can continue spreading through contact with others through reproduction and end up providing communities with herd immunity much quicker than the disease can spread. Right now, they're only using it as zoonotic, which means birds and animals. They could sit here and they could just spread it. In the past, we've already seen how vaccines containing weakened versions of a virus have proved to be slightly contagious, such as the oral polio vaccine. That's probably a bad example for this article, the sites, for the fact that Africa got the oral polio vaccine and it ended up creating a new type of polio oh, yeah which works for having both weakened polio virus replicates itself inside the intestines of a child before transmitting to other children when in close contact. Remember how they told us back in, you know, uh, November of 2020 that when we talked about vaccine shedding and they said, Oh no, that's just silly. Well, now they've developed, now they've (laughs) developed the technology. And, uh, so they're they're talking about doing it with nautic, right? Uh, diseases.
0: We need to go find territory. Uh, you know, property out in South Dakota. Just make a commune.
3: You know. What? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So what they did? So what they did is they say they flew drones over green spaces in New York City, right? And they spread these chemicals. That the the purpose of it, and they they sp- put it in the vents in the subway system because what they were doing is they were using testing to determine how a chemical or biological agent would move through uh, the population if somebody was to commit an act of terror right well, I but what they did what they did is the the stuff that they were spreading contained dna so that they could understand how it would work so, you have been a subject of biological and chemical experiments from your own government and didn't even know it.
1: You know what's crazy is, like, with stuff like that, taking it to a whole nother area and pointed area, if they're able to spread DNA like that, the whole criminal
3: justice system <laughs> is going to be fucked. Turned on
1: its, it's fucked. It's going to be turned on its head.
3: If somebody actually went and looked at what the government was doing in terms of DNA, yes, they could very, very simply say, that's not me. However, most DNA tests are done with blood. Uh, so maybe it doesn't spread through that, but I'm sure after the mRNA has made them back zombies, that, uh, oh, sorry, that's a different story. But anyhow, so... Um, Absolutely. This jackass,
0: okay, <laughs> earlier today I'm having a shitty day, I was like, you know what I want to turn in my my subscription to this Particular game realm. I'd like to go to a Different one with magic, and so he goes Oh, the best I can do is vax, zombies And what was the other one? What? Vax, zombies, and Inflation, I was like That's the one I'm in right now, I want to get the fuck Out of it
1: <laughs>
0: Gee, thanks, you're just a ray of what? sunshine Over there you know
1: they they had plenty of they should have had plenty of research data from you know about the subway systems well, there was a sarin attack in japan wasn't it and then i think also in the london underground that you know, is uh, what
3: that is why they tested it in new york city they wanted to see where their vulnerabilities were at least that's what the paper said however yeah. if you look at this right The first concern deals with vaccine immunity, a scenario in which the vaccine actually evolves as it gets passed around from one organism to another. As the vaccine continues to evolve, it eventually becomes more dissimilar to the virus or pathogen it was designed to fight against, eventually losing its efficacy. The second concern deals with the problem of transmissible vaccines eventually becoming dangerous to humans rather than protecting them. Use in humans may be warranted for populations that are hard to reach, or for epidemics that are uncontrollable by direct vaccination. However, so that, using transmission... huh?
1: That's going to be every fucking year, you know. Especially in 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 the administration we have now, there's going to be something that's uncontrollable and crazy that's never been seen before. Well, I'll lock you down. Everybody, go stand. You ever seen field them so fight? Vaccinate you.
0: You ever seen them the the big plane that they use to drop all those many thousands of gallons of water on a on a wildfire? Yeah, yeah. that's what they're gonna do, but it's just gonna be a vaccine. They're just gonna fly over, just dump it on everybody. Well,
1: and you know, you know what? Like you you just kind of mentioned it. Like you know, if you have a little kid, right, and the kid gets sick, and you constantly give that kid antibiotics, eventually the antibiotics aren't gonna work. You Rub know, some dirt on it. Well, that's I always told. Like I always said, germs germs build immunity. You know, like dirt. Dirt makes kids healthier. Well, you know, when when they
0: expose themselves and, and have natural. Uh, okay, look, when we're, we're talking dirt, like here in Kentucky or maybe in Florida, but uh, if we're talking dirt in New York City, you might want to check that because it's about as bad as licking lead paint.
1: Well, I mean, I'm look, I'm not going to take dirt from New York City, and I'm not going to sample the dirt in a sexy summer camp. All right, so we're one for one.
3: <laughs> in New York. All right, <laughs> so so here here is here's something that hasn't been talked about on any of the social medias or any of the news agencies. But did you know that Bayer just came out and said that, or the new Pfizer documents came out that talked about how it seems that, since they're saying that a fourth booster will be required by everyone, right, that it looks like, Right, It looks like what the vaccine does, right is that every time you get a booster, it wipes out the memory in your body of any previous infection. Uh,
1: did wouldn't that make you vulnerable again to the Yes,
3: original yeah. infection? Yes.
1: So you pretty much, by getting these boosters, well, like, you know, the, the, the thick of it is that you're just making yourself more susceptible to the original.
3: And any, any previous variant. It basically is creating, it's called VADES, Vaccine Autoimmune Disease, right? Caused by the vaccine, it rips your immune system. As a matter of fact... The problem of the tra- of the, uh, the spreadable one right was uh, the problem is not with the vaccine itself but low vaccination coverage is what they tell us. However, in the case of the Oreo polio vaccine, it managed to evolve so much within one community that it developed the ability to cause paralysis and became known as a circulating vaccine derived polio virus. that's the new virus. So, basically, what they're doing is they give you a vaccine, right, right now, right? They give you the vaccine, right? It makes you immune to that specific virus, right, plus all of the side effects, but wipes out your immune system in terms of memory for everything else. And if you believe that this is a vaccine, by the way, this is going to get flagged on on Spotify, just so you would know. But due okay. to the <laughs> the virus right now, right? Or the vaccine right now, right? Is sit here and you might as well just say gene therapy <laughs> instead of vaccine. I mean. So, yes, I said vac zombies. And I also said... Uh, A vaccine that alters your DNA similar to the movie Serenity.
0: Hey, if I get a Firefly out of this, uh, I'm okay.
3: Where it killed most of the population by making them compliant to the point where they no longer care. Add that to the social conditioning that you've gotten for the last 24 months. Right? (laughs) Right. Where they have had you live in fear, all of your hormones are thrown off. That's why I threw that soy one in there, right? Ha- they've increased the amount of soy that you've consumed within the American diet, right? Which makes you more aggressive and more apt to be a loner. Hmm. When
1: we, I think from the beginning of this, I, I, like the pandemic when it all started and then the vaccines started popping up and all the stuff. I always said, what is this gonna be like every year where they urge you to get the flu shot? Is it gonna be every year now you need the flu shot, the COVID shot, and then 17 boosters,
3: and then do it all again next year, and then... Oh, but yeah. let me let me share with you another article. Please, please, Pops. <laughs> is, that a, is that a begging me to stop, or? No, carry on. No, right. no not at all. All right, so. If you think that this is recent allow me to draw your attention to this particular date right here can you see it is that September something
0: 2017 September 2017
3: did you know that did you know that the government bought Moderna stocks in 2013 three weeks before they filed a patent for a COVID-19 vaccine?
1: Does the U.S. government share the same broker that Nancy Pelosi
3: has? Well, considering that nobody had even heard of COVID-19, or sorry, SARS-CoV-2 in 2013, but what if, just what if They had this and they had the vaccine, but the vaccine that they were spreading, right? The contagious vaccine that is SARS CoV 2 vaccine was actually a vaccine that they were trying to spread that got out of hand and mutated. That's why it was released in 2013 to help with stuff like SARS. And uh, what's the. Middle Eastern one, MERS, SARS and MERS, right, was a vaccine that they did contagion and that it mutated to become COVID-19, which is how they had the vaccine to treat it originally.
0: I need to buy more tinfoil. Seriously. You don't like my theory? No, I, I do. And it makes a lot of fucking sense when you consider, you know, where it supposedly came from and how quickly they had it ready. All right, all right, careful now. We're using a little too much fucking logic. And we're getting told that we're conspiracy theories. Uh, and I'd like to say that I'm no longer accepting that title. And I'm no longer accepting the title of walking spoiler alert. You shall call me, sir. I fucking told you so from now on.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Plebeian. My, pron- my
3: pronouns are not ha. Huh. I told you so. But see, this the the contagious vaccine, right? The World Health Organization explains on their website that in areas of inadequate sa- sanitation, the excreted vaccine virus can spread in the immunity community, and this can offer to protect protection to children through passive immunizations to people who don't want to take the vaccine. You know, spillover from infection diseases from wildlife population and humans is increasing. So, this would just protect everybody, whether they want to be protected or not. Now, you're not an anti vaxxer because you have to breathe.
0: I kind of understand <laughs> where the reavers
3: come from now. Yeah, they're just pissed off. Yeah. All right. So, this. All leads to, oh, wait, I forgot a story (laughs) about shortages. Uh, I want you to pay attention to who is saying this. Okay. The CEO of BlackRock has warned over scarcity inflation. They're telling you to put on your seatbelt because you're going to the, the. The people born prior to 1981, or after 1981, have never experienced scarcity, right? That they've never had to sacrifice. That ends now. Yeah, motherfucker, because you're the one causing it, you jackass. But anyhow, he said the economy suffers from scarcity inflation due to the fallout of labor shortages, lack of agricultural supplies, and affordable housing and higher energy prices. The president of BlackRock calls... Okay, so here's a a tweet from Pedro Gonzalez, right? The president of BlackRock calls Americans who don't want to pay $10 a gallon for gas or not be able to feed their families entitled. I support eating the rich during these difficult times.
0: Yeah, they have have more marbling and less toughness because they haven't actually had to work.
3: Right? So, just so you know, they're telling you get a seatbelt. Scroll, scroll back up a little bit. So this for this top graph here, what is this line
0: that goes up and then drops?
3: All right so the green line, right the green line is what they predicted right the consumer confidence to be at. The, this line, the, the uh, red red line, Right is what it actually is. <laughs> I
1: don't know why that like they even try to justify like or try to figure out what consumer confidence is like 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 there's none. There is oh, none no no no, no
0: no no. I I'm confident. I am extremely confident. It's going to cost me way too goddamn
3: much for something that shouldn't cost that fucking much. Yeah. But but just so you know, I think we'll be okay in this department. Do you want to know why? Because we can eat off the Well,
0: you and me can eat off the land. Uh,
3: I don't know what Marcus will eat up there. Wait. No, here's why. Because one thing that's always good for economies is war. Oh, and, fuck. Hold on. Ready? And Joe Biden urges regime change in Russia and warns invasion of Ukraine could trigger decades of war. It's but
1: then he deny saying that he... Uh, did he deny after that saying that postcards? No, I know on the, on his, uh, on his cheat sheet postcards. Oh, we know you said all this stuff, but now you he said, act like you by the control. way,
3: this, this is from, uh, media pages around the world. Just, you know, this is, uh, Australia, right? Kremlin forces step up attacks across Ukraine as the U.S. President Joe Biden has described Vladimir Putin as a butcher who cannot remain in power after meeting Ukrainian refugees in Poland. Biden's comments on Saturday, an escalation of U.S. rhetoric towards Moscow over its invasion of Ukraine, were walked back within minutes by the White House (laughs) aides who said the president's call for regime change in Russia did not actually mean that Putin should be ousted. Allow me to repeat the quote cannot remain in power, bitch. yeah. He didn't mean it though. Instead, according to White House official brief reporters, Mr. Biden was calling for the world's democracy to prepare for an extended conflict. The president's off the cuff remarks and hasty White House efforts to deny its clear meaning reflect U.S. concern that desperate Putin be given no excuse to expand his aggression beyond Ukraine. Yeah, um. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't know if we covered it on this one or if we cover if we are if we covered it on Monday because I know that we were talking about uh, the whole Will Smith bullshit. But uh, Putin is hiding in a bunker. The other people in the dead hand system are missing or in a bunker. Putin moved his family into the bunker and he's pulling troops out of Kiev. It is possible that he's like, I'm getting my ass whooped, I'm getting out, but I doubt it because he has total air superiority over Ukraine. He is selectively picking the targets in which he will attack. His economy is doing much better than ours. And, uh, yeah, um, so... There is, there is like one, one scenario in which he would be pulling out of Kiev. Boom! A small yield nuclear uh, tactical strike on Kiev. He's already went to go strengthen his presence in the Bombast region, which was the one that called for uh, independence, which was his reasoning for going in there. Meanwhile, it's the fight since Russia's February 24th invasion. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky again demanded Western nations send military hardware.
0: Yeah, like, where does he get off? Uh, can we, Marcus, have you seen the, the video that we talked about the other day of me and did on, on our podcast talking about the actual fucking Nazis? In Ukraine, shooting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here we are, denigrating our own people, calling them Nazis, saying that they're less than human, saying that we did a violent insurrection on January 6th. While everybody gets distracted by Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock, they're not paying attention to the fact that Putin's insane enough to actually blow
3: a nuke. Because he would win. Yeah. He, he understands that the West is ter- The West is weakened, and they're terrified of the doctrine of mutually assured destruction. Therefore, if he keeps it a small 100-kiloton kilo- nuclear <coughs> explosion to wipe out Kiev... By the way, he's done it before. In Chechnya. Chechnya he wiped out an entire city. Flattened it. To make his point. Why do we think that he wouldn't do it here? Well, see,
0: mutually assured destruction only works if both sides are equally terrified. When you have someone that has no fear of the West, of course, he's going to fucking
3: launch a nuke. He doesn't care about reprisal. And he will win.
0: He's got because more than he, we
3: do. But it doesn't matter. He knows that we won't fire back. Fair. Biden says we need to be clear-eyed. This battle will not be won in days or months. We need to steel ourselves for a long fight ahead. Moscow says the goals for what Putin calls a special military operation include demilitarizing and denazifying its neighbor. Ukraine and its western ally calls this a pretext for an unprovoked invasion.
0: I hate to say this because I don't like ever sticking up for Putin, but the fact that the Asthma Brigade, actual fucking Nazis, are committing war crimes kind of gives him justification. Fuck! I hate that.
3: And, I didn't bring it up, but don't forget I shared the article where Russia has told us, hey! Ukrainians have stolen radioactive material out of Chernobyl from Chernobyl to make a dirty bomb they told the west that which means they know there's a false flag coming my personal favorite is there's a story about the the Russians creating the uh committing this war crime right one One major story that's picked up a lot of media traction. Problem, I followed this story when it first came out four days ago, and it has changed and gotten worse the more people talk about it. (laughs) It's like one of those urban legends where it starts out okay, it started out with this woman that these Russian soldiers came in, they found her alone, they raped her after they killed her husband. Or, no, wait, originally it was just a rape, right? And that her son saw it, right? Then it turned into they shot the husband in front of the boy, raped her in front of the boy and left and she complained. Then it went from they they killed the father, they raped the woman for days on end until she died from exhaustion in front of the son. Then it was all of that. Plus, it's traumatized the son so much that his hair is gray. And it's at that point that people went, hold on, I know this story. It's a song called Gray-Haired Soldier. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is literally the lyrics from Gray-Haired Soldier, which is a fucking Russian song. (laughs) So it it has literally become urban legend for this to happen. But here's what I find funny. If you ask people, like they have Google images that they put up, right, that the media takes a picture of the current Google Maps, right? That shows a red cross over it and says, see, Russians are bombing it, right? But you can actually see people painting it when the invasion first starts. For optics. Right? To me, that means they're just painting a fucking target. But, you know, the the whole Red Cross is supposed to be, please don't bomb here. Right? Even though we have artillery stacked on the top of it, you can't bomb here. Bullshit. (laughs) But why is it that for all of the cases of... Russia committing war crimes. We only have verifiable video footage of the Azov and Ukrainian forces committing committing war crimes. crimes. What? I I wonder why that is. Now I'm not saying that Russia is not committing war crimes. Like, we know that they're using cluster bombs. Did you see that one TikTok?
0: Uh, I saw it this morning. The guy says, good morning, Ukraine. He's walking through his house. There's nothing wrong with his house. Do you get into the kitchen? And then there's a fucking missile that didn't explode that's stuck in his
3: stove. Oh God, <laughs> He's like, that.
0: good morning. I was like, oh, shit.
3: <laughs>
0: Don't hit it with a hammer. <laughs> no. <laughs> ding, ding, ding,
3: ding. Bam. I just thought that was funny.
0: Like, I'm not saying either side is innocent or or 100% guilty, but it is kind of odd that the only ones we can actually prove are the Ukrainians doing it. Well, we can prove that the Nazis do we
3: can prove that Russia has committed war crimes, but not the killing civilians or POWs. They're doing ones like they're. They're using the POWs for propaganda purposes, but so is Ukraine. So I guess they kind of cancel each other out. Or that they've used cluster bombs. But in the stories where they say they're using cluster bombs in civilian communities, you also have footage of those same civilian communities having shit tons of military equipment that the U.S. sent there, by the way, and that that are getting bombed. So it's not technically a war crime. So,
1: well, that was my next point that I was going to bring up. You know, with Zelensky's, you know, asking the West to send uh, weapons and stuff. I mean, what's our total up to so far? I mean, sixteen billion dollars. How much more can we actually send him? And how? Hold up! Don't say that. No,
0: I'm just saying. Are going to act like it's a fucking challenge?
3: Well, I wasn't I mean, going to get into the $5.3 trillion budget that Biden just proposed, uh, but... <laughs> but... What I was saying is, though, you know, at
1: what point are we going to be complicit to the fact that we're aiding actual Nazis?
3: You know what I mean? Like, uh-uh. so it, it, You I need to saying... play good Nazi, bad Nazi game. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> so we're the bad Nazis because we actually stood up and and did something at January sixth. But they're the good kind of Nazis. No, you're the Russia. bad
3: Nazi because you're an American white boy. Oh, I and year, yeah, I was an American. And, that. You're you're a bad Nazi. Now the good Nazis are the Nazis who are third generation Nazis in Ukraine, who are actual that that Nazis. Much. Those are the good Nazis.
0: just made a dad joke out of dad
3: jokes (laughs) yes yes yes, yes. you ready for the you ready for the last part this is another the book came true again
1: oh my god this is the atomic bomb
3: you know
0: i made that video on tiktok and and i was saying how much that you keep me in line but i also told them not to pay attention to the fucking book in the corner you know, I said I was gonna make a manners maketh man kind of weekly or you know, our, our daily video stream. I'm also gonna be I want to do one that just says fireside chat with it came
3: true a fucking gence. Uh, yeah. I I have I have an Alex Jones was right jar. You have uh, that fucking book, Jar. Yep. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's got about a hundred dollars worth of quarters in it. <laughs> All right, ready? Ready, yes, ready, Rock and roll. Right? All right, here we go. We're going to start out with, and and for those of you who listen, have listened to our podcast for a while, what I'm about to say will not surprise you. Apple launches the digital ID. <laughs> it's finally here. It will allow you to upload your driver's license your and add it to your iPhone and Apple Watch. Oh, that
0: just sounds like a fucking wonderful idea.
3: It will, you know, add their government issued IDs, driver's license, their credit cards, digital copies in lieu of physical one, with TSA officials accepting it as legal, legitimate forms of ID. Arizona is just the first state of many that Apple said is queued up for its digital IDs. We're thrilled to bring the first driver's license, state ID, and wallet to Arizona today. Provide Arizonans with the easiest, secure, and private ways to present their ID. Not to mention the fact that they'll be able to add their... Oh, wait. Hold on. The According to Apple, the next states are Colorado, Hawaii, Mississippi, Ohio, Puerto Rico, Connecticut, Georgia, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, what? Oklahoma, and Utah. Look! Kentucky is right there! <laughs> I'm Connecticut. Where's Kate? <laughs> I, th-
1: I thought my uh, liberal ass state would have been on there,
0: too. Oh, they just didn't tell you you've been on it for a while. Have you not seen that mm-hmm. new ID?
3: Did I not show you?
0: You did. You did. Oh, yeah.
3: uh, I was going to say, they already have it. It's built into the ID instead. But my yeah. favorite part. My favorite part is that they're going to add. Oh, wait, hold on. That's the next one. I have another one for you. We we'll close this one. That's there the other a great thing about
0: that book. There's always
3: another fucking chapter. There's always
1: another, there's always another page. The never ending story.
3: Oh, no, no, no. It's still the same thing. It's just, uh, I think it's this one. The digital ID card app. In case you didn't want to wait for Apple, you could get it on Google Play, which makes it way more efficient than true social so far. (laughs) uh,
0: The digital ID
3: card solution works offline, has push notifications, and you can add a signature up to 12 card fields. Right, 12 important pieces of information, multiple cards, so you can have IDs and you can have all of this stuff, app integrations, so you can buy stuff, scannable barcode, in app photo submissions, look at all the app security, two, fa- two factor authentication, automatic card expiration, app activity, encrypted cloud storage, set security questions, and it'll be able to, you know, you could sit here and Use vision, hearing, mobility, all of that stuff. You can do employee IDs, member IDs, union IDs, resident IDs, professional IDs, alumni IDs, student IDs. Compatible with Chromebook and tablets. Let's sit here and do credit cards and digital school bus passes, temporary ID cards. Isn't this great? They forgot a vaccination card. Oh, that's coming. Hold on. <laughs> I have another one. Uh, you, you thought I was kidding. I never think you're kidding. Because <laughs> I, I don't. Kidding. I don't.
0: When it comes to doom news, you don't kid.
3: Fair. So, so allow me so to introduce around. you to the World Economic Forum's idea. Uh, no. Ready?
0: No, no, no. Welcome
3: no. to ID 2020. The need for good digital ID is universal. I need a beer. <laughs> we need to get digital ID right. For ethical privacy protection approaches. For the core, private, portable, persistent, personal, unique to you. Allows you to sit here and get your vaccination stat. You know, the vax pass that everybody talked about. Yeah. I
1: would they put ethical in the first line The
3: Anything oh, yeah. that has ethical from the government, I automatically start <laughs> Identity data is outside of individual control. Right. Protections for privacy are insufficient. Identity is neither portable nor persistent. But digital IDs can get that right. <laughs> Necessary to access. It'll have your whole medical history, your voting rights, fundamental and universal human rights, your ESG score, critical for targeting services and assistance to those who need them, important for gender equality. Oh, for... I- I
1: guess that's easier now than having us all sew a Star David on our shirt, you know?
0: We don't have to have a Star David. We just have a cell phone. Yep.
3: And, of course, because I sit here and I I want you guys to get that whole, you know, experience, allow me to show you what the UN is already rolling out. You're going to love this part or not
0: (laughs) we have different we have different definitions of love yeah
2: digital transformation is changing the way we manage our data our information our interactions and our identities online the united nations is ready to digitally transform how it deals with identity with a system to streamline information sharing daily workflows access to platforms and buildings operating across agencies by providing its personnel with a universal system-wide identity solution. Introducing the UN Digital ID, a unique and digital identity for UN personnel from the day you join to the day you part. All of your personal, HR, medical, travel, security, payroll and pension data in the palm of your hand, giving you full control on what you share and with whom. With blockchain and biometrics, the UN Digital ID makes verification efficient, secure, transparent immutable portable and universal it's been piloted by different agencies and the u.n pension fund where they've replaced current manual processes with certainty for who and where pension recipients say they are at any given time imagine a regional field officer has just joined the u.n she uses the mobile app to obtain a digital wallet stored securely in her smartphone and only accessible to her with biometrics even better than a physical wallet She can store all her credentials issued by any UN organization in her digital wallet. She has immediate access to course certificates, travel clearances from UNDSS, medical records from allergies to vaccinations. Also making any transfer to another organization a breeze. As innovation transforms the world, we can improve the way we manage our identities online. UN Digital IDs, a building block for digital cooperation, unlocking the promise of the
0: SDGs. All right. Uh, I'd like it to be known that I'm not comfortable with the idea of putting all my information, everything, onto a device that will more than likely be dropped into the toilet if I am drunk.
3: Wait, wait. <laughs> there's, there's already technology for that. For the, I know, I know what you're thinking. But Odin, what if I don't have a phone? What if I get drunk and drop it in the toilet? What if somebody steals my phone? What if don't I have an worry. iPhone
0: and I drop it on carpet and it just shatters like normal? <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't worry. There's a microchip implant. I was, for that. Waiting, for to that. I was no. waiting for you to no. say I was waiting for you to fucking say that. I've worry. already covered it, it in several in several podcast episodes. The technology exists for they're already doing it in Sweden, where they implant a RFID chip into your hand. So that you can use it as access in, right? I did it on my TikTok, you know, all of that stuff. It's all available for those who want to see it. But
0: ignore the book in the corner. Ignore the book in the corner.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've already covered it. I covered it months ago.
0: I know, I know, and the worst part about it is, I thought we were actually because I was looking at the time, going. Normally we're up about now. We're actually going to make it through talking about IDs and not talk about the. Uh, hey, what about that microchip, son of a bitch? <laughs> I, I think I think uh,
1: Odin's agent just w- watches the podcast and be like, all right, we got we got to do this.
0: <laughs>
1: we got to do what this guy just said. Let's let's do this and get it done. I swear
0: to God, I think they do just sit
3: here and listen to the podcast and go, oh, that'd be a great idea. Let's do it. No, my favorite is nobody will talk about a story. We'll do a podcast episode of it. like, And then the next day or two days later, it's all over TikTok. All over it's place, fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Freaky. So, digital IDs are here. They're spreading. And they have an RFID chip. For those of you who don't have a cell phone or don't know one. But did you notice in that UN what they talked about? It will have your money, it will have your vaccination status, your health records, and just so you know, it will have your location at all times developed by the pension people so they'll know exactly where you are at all times. Don't worry. I knew this was coming. Prepare now. (laughs) I'm going to give you my crazy predictions. Ready? We will have stagflation by this summer. And we will have famines in the third world by fall. We're talking biblical famines. I predict by the end of this year, over a billion people will be dead from starvation.
0: I think you're being a bit too conservative. I think it's going to be a lot more than that. Because think of this: how many people do we know that if you were to shut down fast food or or a or restaurants would have no idea even how to cook their own food, let alone what to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no shit about New Yorker up there. The only person yeah, <laughs> he sits up there and eats bagels and pizza, but that doesn't grow on trees yet.
1: Yet, yeah, yeah. There was a time in my life where being from New York was so cool. <laughs>
3: Yeah, what was it? Uh there was a guy who used to live uh Glenn Beck. Not Glenn Beck. It was one of the it was one of the staff on Glenn Beck uh staff, right? Who said the allure of living in New York prior to COVID was the the city sucked and the pollution and people were rude and all of that stuff was offset because you were in the center, the hub of everything. Yeah. Like the the entertainment and the you know the businesses and the tourism and the yeah. food and the and, center and, of the bullseye. Now <laughs> yeah, like going
0: to a brothel. And, and after glass.
3: COVID, it's nobody can go anywhere. Nobody can do anything. Everybody's freaking hate-filled and pissed off at each other. And and all the people who
1: voted for this shit <laughs> are fucking jumping ship. They're bait. all right. So well,
0: let me let me put this into perspective. It's like going into a brothel and everything's behind glass and you can't touch.
3: Yeah, that's New York City right now. So, what are the odds that Andrew Cuomo will be governor again? <sighs> you know he's running, right? Wait, yeah. really? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's going to make uh, a few people I know very pissed off.
1: <laughs> it's fucking re- it's it's insanity the fact that he was cleared enough to, to be able to run he's gonna run for some political office the fact that he has even the uh, the balls to throw his hat back in the ring
0: the utter caucasity
3: yeah because I mean, they went after him for harassing women and not for the 35,000 elderly people he killed because of his fucking uh, And that's I mean the
0: easy If you want to get You don't have to worry About being a serial killer anymore All you got to do is Is become
3: a Democratic
0: office. politician
3: yeah. Define serial killer
0: uh, It needs at least five So we're good
3: It'd be really weird great. If there was
0: more than It'd be really weird If there was more than One of us in this chat More
3: than two
0: <laughs> Marcus, you're sick. I know nothing. <laughs> we like you. You're fine. Just don't, just don't do anything bad. Because if we like you too much, we might actually mount you on the wall. Hey, hey, this
1: is all, this is all hey I have a While meme. A,
0: a I have a one meme. Hand and a pizza in the other. <laughs> I have a meme
3: right that says every group of friends has that one person uh, that is a serial killer. I pushed Dave off of a cliff. Because I thought it was him. <laughs> God fucking
0: damn it, Dave.
1: Damn it, Dave. Oh, Mm-mm. my God. No, but Cuomo will run, and this fucking state, will, this face will probably get elected. You'll uh,
0: get elected off of one city alone. Yeah? That That's it. I mean, that's the problem with these, these states that have massive... Urban population centers, you can literally overrule the whole state by one fucking city.
1: The only problem he could face is that a lot of people jump ship. I might, and like, I mean, a lot of people left New York City and went to their homes in the Hamptons, you know, which is fine. They could still vote for this idiot. But at the same time, a lot of people just left the state.
3: There yeah. are no blue states, only blue cities, yeah. which is why I think. That if Russia really wants peace, they should look at an electoral map and go, that's blue, that gets a boom. That's yeah. blue, that gets a boom. Okay, Why? Let, let, because because the red day. cities don't want to fuck around with it. They just want to be left alone and stay the fuck out of my bedroom, my gun safe, and my fucking church. You know what I mean? Other than that, I don't fucking care. <laughs> We're
0: the kind of people that says, you know, mind your business. You can do whatever the fuck you want outside of my house, my church, or my property. And whatever you do, don't you damn well touch my dog.
3: ATF, that goes to
0: you. <laughs> I'm going to end up stuffing my dog full of Tannerite and sending him out on a Roomba. <laughs> and,
1: and they'll be like, hey, here comes a gay dog. Let's adopt him. <laughs> Boom.
0: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about blowing your load! Holy shit!
3: Yeah. Oh, dude, I saw the greatest video about why you should not carry spare magazines on your chest. Somebody sit here and shot a magazine into a bulletproof. Or uh, uh, they were wearing the the armor, the the bulletproof vest, and they had the AR-15 magazines in the front. Oh, and they went and shot it, and it caused the magazines to start igniting the rounds with it, or is it start the the rounds inside of the magazine started to go off. Hold on one sec.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it seems to me that I would not want to put my ammunition in a place that might be rather a easy target. to aim. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm sorry if I see some idiot with magazines on his chest, I'm going to aim for that. Oh,
1: he becomes a human pipe I-
0: bomb. Well, you think about this way. Okay. So I'm a twisted kid. All right. We, we already understand I'm an asshole. I've always been an <laughs> asshole. We used to do these firecracker wars, uh, where we would yeah. launch bottle rockets at each other. Yeah, My yeah. brother got the bright idea. One day he was going to wear a backpack and put all of his, all of his, uh, stuff in his backpack, but he left it open. So me being the jackass that I am realized, you know what? I've gotten pretty good. Cause I made these, these little revolvers that could shoot the bottle rockets with pretty dadgum good accuracy. So I shot from about 50 feet away, hit into his backpack, and all you could see is this poor kid running Running. across the field (laughs) as these rockets are flying off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? As an adult, if I see some idiot with magazines on his chest, I'll probably aim in there first.
1: Yeah. Jesus.
0: You can't tell me otherwise. And, uh, Odin, if you're going to be saying anything, you might want (laughs) to. I fixed it. Okay. Just giving you shit? No. Because if if I'm the one giving you technical advice about technology, you know you've done fucked up.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Thank God this is just the audio.
0: Oh, no, no, no. no. He'll do it on one of our video ones too. I know
1: he will, but he just shut you up with one
3: picture. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I have a video for you when we're done. So, anyhow, so uh, we won't talk about monsters in this particular episode, maybe next time, because, you know, nothing says end of the world like demons escaping from a pit of hell. So, all right, with that, I'm Odin.
0: This is Tyr.
3: Thank you, Marcus, for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.